ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hi, I just wanted to share some of my experience that I had from being coached by Isabel at Peak Endurance. She's really passionate when it comes to running and where it can take you. And it gets really invested in your success. Also found the program to be very specific to the goals that I had. And by tapping into her experience and knowledge meant I had the confidence that I was going to achieve what I'd planned out. Every session that I did had some sort of purpose behind it. So there was no time wasted. Another benefit was that I found was listening to her podcast and following her social media page and being part of the groups. What's shared is really beneficial and motivating. I couldn't recommend her more. So thank you, Isabel. Thanks for all you do. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 197 of the Peak Endurance Podcast. Today with me, I have Ron again. Hello. And he is becoming a regular sidekick on this day. Yeah. <laughs> um, due to popular requests just like barney rubble what <laughs> <laughs> we went to a yeah. cafe yesterday morning for breakfast called brontos Bron- i think Bron- short Bron- 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 brontos brontos yeah short for brontosaurus and, I, and it's a it's a flintstones themed cafe and i think you're taking it a bit too far maybe i am i think so because i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> um anyway here we are once again, in your ears, or if you're watching on YouTube, able to see us. Yep. And um, we are here to talk about the first 12 in 12 race and yep. also talk about some of the training principles associated with um, training for hundreds and that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's Sunday now. We completed the um, first 100K, which was the Oxfam Trial Walker Melbourne. Um, we finished that on Friday. So it started Friday, 7 a.m. Um, it was just over 100 k's, give or take, yeah. and around 3,000 metres elevation. Yep. And it was a lot of it was actual proper trail, bush yeah. trail. Yeah. And it was actually a really, really good course. It was. I, I am, I'm hard to please when it comes <laughs> to courses. And, um, you know, I've heard Trail Walker is tends to be more sort of, you know, bike paths and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there were some because, of course, you've got to connect up the trail yeah, somehow. Right. Yeah. But um, but I actually really enjoyed the course and actually really mm-hmm. enjoyed the whole run. Yep. Yeah, it was um, – it, it captured some of the, you know, the best that the Dandenongs have to offer. Mm, absolutely. And um, some tough climbs, yeah. some tough technical descents, which I didn't expect in this kind of event because – Trail walker can sometimes be 
known sort of as an entry level 100k race run event they don't they don't call it a race um and um but you know some of the trails not so entry level but still well i mean we were going through some of the trails thinking wow how are some of those you know people who are new to this sort of thing how are they going to handle this because some Mm. of it was seriously steep and and um loose slippery technical yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. But, you know, uh, from everything I've seen on social media, everyone loved it as much as we did. And I know people who've done it before um, said that it's the, the best course they've done on Trail Walker. And yeah. my friend Nicole Donnelly, who's done it many, many times, said that she thought it was the best course. Um, so, yeah, so certainly not just us who enjoyed the yeah. course, for sure. So, obviously, Trail Walker is a team event. Now, I have never done Trail Walker because, like I said last time, I've never wanted to do a team event because I'm either scared of um, letting the team down or being frustrated by being in a team. So um, I was a bit nervous about it all and, and, and unsure how it would all play out, but it actually went really well, considering yeah. we did not know the people on our team. No, the first time we'd met in person all of the um, team members, we, we met two of them the night before the race. We, we um, went out for dinner to catch up and get to know them. And then we had a very, a, a person who... Was looking for a team. Was looking for a team, yeah. At the last minute, like we find out about it at the dinner of the night before yeah. Thursday night. Um, Imran joined us on the day. Yeah, the first time we met him was... At, on the start on line. On the start line, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, he slotted in well. Yeah. Um, as you said, he was the comic relief. He was. Positive, much. positive, very much a positive force, yeah. but definitely the comic relief. Yeah. Um, he was very funny and whether he intended to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he liked to uh skip along kind of was... almost skipping yep. it seemed. Yeah, he was, yeah. Loved yep. the downhills, went crazy on the downhill, often missing turns and having to backtrack because <laughs> he'd get so excited running the downhills that he kind of just forgot about following the course. That's right. Um every, it seemed like every time we took our eye off him, he got lost. Got lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like having a little puppy along. It was. <laughs> but you know, a, a great guy, lovely yeah. guy. And the team captain, Kevin, Kevin yeah. absolutely amazing on the uphills, like yeah. so strong. Like I consider myself strong in the uphills. I mean, I'm not at my greatest strength at the moment, but um even with poles, I couldn't bloody keep yeah, up with him, no, and he wasn't it, using poles. No, he, and, he, and he looked when he was doing it; he looked like he was just marching along, just ca- cruising, yeah, just yeah. casual as he liked. Yeah, and you, me, and David were using poles, and we couldn't catch up to him. So, yeah. um, um, certainly, you know, awesome. And then yeah. um, David Benny is the one who kind of got us all together, right? And um, unfortunately for him, well, he just did Delirious West not that long ago, so he's still hadn't recovered properly and yeah. his hamstrings let him know about that. So he had to pull out at Sylvan, which was it's about 46 something Ks. Yeah. yeah. Just before 50 Ks. So yeah, because um he knew that we had quite a bit of climbing to do. Yeah. Um certainly after Lilydale, coming out of Lilydale. Um so he he didn't think his hammies would be able to handle it. Handle it. And also, you know, we had a goal in mind of of around 18 to 20 hours and he um, was pretty sure that um, the way his hammies were feeling, he was not going to be able to keep up that pace. Yeah. So, um, so yes, yeah, so he pulled out. So, anyway, but, you know, he um, 
helped our Sally, our crew, which yeah. was um, Sally is Kevin's wife. And so David met us at Lilydale so that Sally could go home and walk the dog and feed the dog and <laughs> do yeah. those sorts of things. Um, and so he met us out at Lilydale and um, Lilydale was great. There was a food truck. We, oh. got, we got one of those twisty Torelli potatoes. Oh, with, was... with lots of chicken salt on it. Ooh, it, was, uh, it was just what we needed. Yeah, and a can of Coke. Yep. And we got some two hot jam donuts that we packed but, in the pack and completely forgot about. It seemed, seemed like a good idea at the time. And kind of didn't feel like it either afterwards. But never fear, we still ate them just on Saturday on, night. On Saturday night for dessert. <laughs> we just microwaved them. Yeah. Nothing like sitting in a sweetie pack for two days. <laughs> still, no. yeah. Anyway, that was still yummy. Right, that was still yummy, yeah. <laughs> We're not fussy. No. Um. So anyway, Um. all right, so... So we ended up doing it in faster than 18 to 20 yeah. hours. We did it in 16 and a half hours, and we were actually the second team second across the team line. across the line, yeah. Totally unexpected. Not what I no. – I thought we'd be mid-pack. Half, uh, not long after the start, we were talking to David, and he said um, at the pace that we were aiming for, um, we would probably come around, you know, within the top 10, and we were like, what? Oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I, you know, didn't expect that. Yeah. So, yeah, not only did we get in the top 10, but we, yeah, came second. Yeah, second so, um, yeah, totally, totally unexpected. We under uh, overtook, not undertook, yeah. overtook two teams in the last, you know, what, 20K? Three teams. After, uh, after um, once we left uh, Sky High, we passed three teams. Did we? Yeah. I thought it was two. No, it was three. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we passed the we passed the, the team at the bottom of zigzag. Oh, of course, because yeah. they were broken into two groups yes. of two. Yeah, they, they, I keep forgetting that they were a team. I just yeah. thought they were people eight. No, no, they were a team. So we passed them at the bottom of zigzag. Then we passed another team at the bottom of Danita. Yeah. And then another team at the bottom of Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and um, and can I say the all the aid stations at Trial Walker, fantastic. Yeah. Heaps of portaloos, which is great for females, you know, to actually have proper toilets at every single aid station, and yeah. lots of them. Um, you know, so it was a really well organized and put together event. All the volunteers were so yeah, they were, the, the checkpoint volunteers were really good, and also the marshals. Yeah. Know, at, the marshals. at road crossings and 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 Trial Walker had organized it if it crossed a road. Not only did they have people to put up stop signs, but they had huge lights so yeah. nobody could miss yeah. A, the, the stop sign people, and B, the runners. It was You felt really safe crossing roads because some of the roads were fairly busy ones, yeah. like um, what's that road between the Birdsland area and Listy? Uh, Glenfern. Glenfern Road. Yeah. No. Between Birdland. Oh, sorry, Wellington Road. Wellington, Wellington Road. Road. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's because you're on a sort of a, on a – Pressed, so yeah. cars don't really see you until the last minute. It can often be like taking. Yeah, we, we regularly cross that road. It's dangerous. You, runs and you really you've yeah. got you've got to get ready and go as soon as you possibly can. Yeah, so, so um, it was um, yeah. it was it was really good to be able to just cruise across that yeah. and not be frightened for your life. Hmm. Um, and and yeah, so great course and great um finish line. Um, mind you, there weren't that many people. No, there, when, so. when we got through, there was about midnight. And yeah, there weren't yeah. many people hanging around. Only, only you know, crew that were waiting for yeah. their imminent arrival of their day. Yeah, which wasn't that many. So it was, no. yeah, it was actually about eleven thirty. Okay, so oh, okay. <laughs> well before midnight. 
Um, so anyway, so it was a great race. And and I was not just nervous. When I when I say nervous, I don't mean ooh, but you know, a little bit had a yeah, I don't know, nervous, I guess, about the team aspect. But I was a bit nervous because, you know, I have not done as much training as I would like to do normally for 100 k But um, I actually felt I felt better doing that 100 k than I did doing the 30K the week before. Yeah, yeah that, that was strange. <laughs> the week before doing that 30K, that's when I got nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, this feels awful. Yeah. But then um, my body just seems to know and my body prefers the long distances. Yeah. And it just seems to know, yeah, we're doing 100 k And suddenly I felt better, at, yeah. you know. Yeah, so thank God. Yeah, I mean, we did what thirty a thirty k run, and then backed it up with a twenty k run the next day, and which you know we did live bird repeats, what? which is steep hill repeats, and I got doms for four days from that <laughs> from yeah. that twenty k live bird yeah. repeats, uh, which was only altogether about a thousand meters climbing, and we did three thousand on Friday, and I didn't get doms, nothing, and, uh, no sort of legs. So who knows? I don't know. Yeah, you know, um, I think, like I said, I just think the body likes what it likes and it, it mm. you know it knows how to do this sort of stuff and to be honest we weren't going at an overly fast pace no no you know like we were walking quite a fair bit of it yeah. for us you know and um yeah so yeah. i didn't feel like we were pushing hard at all no no I never no, felt no, really at no, at no point did we really push the pace too yeah. hard um we were cruising that yeah that was like um, my, my average heart rate was 124 which for me is super duper yeah. low and your average heart rate was 110 which is yeah. you know so we were not working tremendously hard no. no but one of the things we spoke about because you know as we've said on the podcast before recently since christmas or since um, before um christmas. since isabel did the um coast of cozy our training's been quite low we have started to build it up again in the last couple of weeks but um before that it was it was low for us we hadn't mm. You know, we haven't done any long. We runs. hadn't done any long runs. We certainly weren't training for any long races. No. We had nothing really in mind, so we were just in kind of caretaker mode with yep. our running. Um, and then obviously two weeks out, when we actually realised we were going to be doing a hundred k race, we we did a bit of cramming, a bit of panic training, a bit <laughs> of a reverse taper. Um, but even then, we didn't do anything like thirty six was the longest. Yeah, and, and we didn't do anything over the top because. Yeah. As much as we were trying to cram, we didn't want to exhaust ourselves. Yeah. And what this, um, and this is where we're sort of going to get into the training talk, is what this shows is the benefits of consistency, yeah. of just consistent training. And we were both still doing quality sessions, yep. not a huge amount, but just enough to keep a little yeah. bit of pace in the legs and to keep the fitness there. And um, obviously, I, Ron does what I tell him to do in regards to the training yeah. like I, I give him and in life in general yeah i, I, mean, I was thinking god that sounds terrible um no um <laughs> um but um you know so i mean it's not a very specific program because i don't write for him i just tell him on the down that's right I, I, I don't have a, a set program and like because I of, for my athletes. yeah and because i don't um i don't have any goal races that yeah. isabel can lead me up to but i do this with some athletes is is they say i don't have any goals for the moment i just want to be fit enough to jump into a race whenever i want to yeah. and that it actually is specific training it is training for ticking over and being ready because to be ready to jump into a race at any time means your fatigue levels can't be too high but your fitness needs to be there it's actually mm. really hard to achieve that um so 
it is actually a skill in a coach to be able to get you to that point where you can train and be ready to jump into a race and do quite well. I mean, yeah. we came second to do quite well at any race. And and Ron hasn't done lots of hundreds, so he no. doesn't have that muscle memory like I do. That was only his fourth hundred k race, so yeah. that's that's not a lot. Um, so it's not like he's like, oh yeah, I've done this. 60 million times yeah. before like I have and I, I know what I'm doing and I know I can get through it um it's still fairly new territory yeah. for him um so I mean that is what I I we we talked about and and with his training and we've been managing you know just this slight hamstring niggle that yeah. you know it's it's just you know trying to navigate that because it only comes on if he pushes the speed in speed work yeah. so i've been you know telling him what paces to do and navigating that and dropped his quality sessions to only one a week whereas yeah. i will do two um yeah for a while there i was doing two and it was yeah, too much for your hamstring much, wasn't it yeah so this is what you you need a coach for because um they help to navigate those kinds of things and can keep you like if you don't want to necessarily peak for an, an individual single race to be able to get you to that point of fitness and maintain it without pushing you into fatigue, um, maintain it so that you are ready to jump into a race at any time and do, do yourself pride. Yeah. Like not, not jump into a race and slog it out in DFL. Yeah. Um, but actually do okay. And I'm not saying everybody's suddenly going to come second or, or win or whatever, but do well for you, whatever your, specific mm. version of success is um you know but what i'm saying is you can be on that fine line of fitness and not just you know complete but actually yeah. compete a little bit yeah. as well mm -hmm. so um in fact ron was getting just a tad competitive out no, there because he was pushing for you always say you don't get competitive but you're like oh you know the first time he's this far in front of us and kevin's like freaking out because he's feeling the pressure from old bloody <laughs> ron yeah i'm like no it's okay no pressure, huh. Mr. Non-Competitive. What? No, I wasn't talking that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you were. You get white line fever when you're racing. I, I, once I, once, because the the way the course goes um, uh, through the Dandenongs, so you do a bit of an out and back to the um, aid station, which is at Sky High. So anyone who knows the area, there's there's one trail up to Sky High. Um, so we basically went up there, had had the aid, and then came back down. So we actually saw three teams. Mm. Um, so we knew we were close. Mm. With um, there were two teams coming down as we were going yes. up, and there was one team at the aid station um, yeah. as we rolled in. So we knew we were close, um, but we were told that the uh, the leading team were miles in front. So that you know, we never really thought we were going to catch them. Um, so, you know, it was good to know that they were there and it, it did give us a bit of an edge on. Especially because you know, we weren't expecting it. No, <laughs> like, no, honestly, no. I thought we were just going to be mid pack, cruising, yeah. do whatevs, go home. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was nice to know that we were that close. And then obviously it was only, um, gee, three, four Ks down the trail when we actually caught the first team. Mm, yeah after that aid station so we were clearly um <laughs> we were still feeling good we were still running so, we were still and this gets us into the next aspect yeah. of our training talk is pacing yeah so what some of these teams obviously did is went off harder than they should have yeah 
And um, 100 Ks, you still need to, it, it's not as long as a miler, no, but you still need to respect the distance. And there's no point in going off at the start of 100 K like if you're only doing a 50 K race. Yeah, that's right. Right, it's 100 Ks. That's still a bloody long way yeah. in anybody's language. So <clears throat> you need to respect that and take off at a pace that you know you can maintain, mm. right? And we, we didn't go off super fast and yet those other teams blasted off ahead of us yeah. and then we ended up passing them i mean and they were walking and walking slow some yeah. of them i mean we we passed a team with about 15 kilometers to go the ones and they, the bottom of tyson yeah and they fin- they ended up finishing like an hour and a half behind us yes. in, in the last 15 k's <laughs> yeah so and one of the other teams the first team that we passed after sky hype it was a downhill section they were walking it yeah because they were obviously exhausted, yeah. whereas we were running downhill, mm. you know, and we were still running the flats and the downhills yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, that is testament to pacing correctly, and I've, I'm always a big believer in that, and I'm, I know you've probably on this podcast heard me bang on about it before because, you know, I've said it before, I, I often at the beginning of races come, I'm in the back of the pack, Um. It, it even happened that year I did go, which is a great ocean walk. And I broke the course record. There was a woman before me who broke it as well. I mean, yeah. I came second, but I still broke the previous course record. But at the start, for the first part of the race, I was up the back mm-hmm. and cruising with the people up the back. And the best part about my race strategy is I get to talk to everybody <laughs> in the entire race <laughs> as I work my way up. But I started up the back, and I'm not saying that everybody can do what I do. That's just the way my body is. It it kind of winds up. But I I don't feel the well. I do I, I do feel the pressure, but I don't succumb to the pressure of needing to keep up with everyone at the start because I know that's just going to come back and bite me. Hmm. And it's really hard on the ego to pull yourself back and not sprint off with everyone. But you have to. Yeah. Um, because you've got to do what works for your body, not what works for, you know, other people next to you, just because it works for them. And to be honest, it doesn't work for many of them. Um, you know, it doesn't mean just because that's their pace, it's not your pace. So in many, many races, races that I've done really well at, and some races that I haven't, but that's okay. Um, I've, I always just tend to start at the back and then just slowly wind it up and pick my way through the field and, um, you know, and that's always been the way I've raced because I know that I have, I, early in my running career, I blew myself up many a time um, going out hard at the start. And I, I did learn the hard way, but no, I want you not to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Admittedly, when I blew myself up hard, that was in short races. So at least I didn't have to suffer for the next 10 yeah. hours. Yeah. This was in like, you know, 10Ks and, and half marathons where I was going out at, you know, sub four minute pace and then wondering why I blew up after 5k <laughs> um, right so um you know but you need to learn from your mistakes and if that's what you do stop doing it yeah pace yourself I mean you were a classic example oh. you used to do it oh, didn't you terribly yeah terribly the first Just... 200s before you met me that you yeah. did two 100s and you did it with both of them. Yeah, yeah. Go for as hard, as hard as I could for as long as I could, and then death march it in. That was my that was my race strategy. And how'd that work? <laughs> was it fun? It wasn't fun. No. Was Friday fun? Oh yeah. yeah, Friday was fun. And and yeah, we the only reason we stopped running towards the end was because we had a teammate who got lost 
Imran. Imran. And, <laughs> and so we had to wait for him to catch up to so we could cross the finish line together. Yeah. So so we were kind of walking a bit. We were walking a fair bit, bit towards A bit slow yeah. for the last, you know, last couple of Ks. Yeah. yeah. So but otherwise so we, we would have run up. the whole yeah. last bit in. Yeah, about you know, with the odd walk break, because yeah, to be fair, still, I was getting a bit snoozy. <laughs> and there were still a few hills, you know, yeah, so we would yeah. we still would have just walked the hills and, and yeah. run the downs and flats. Yeah, but so, even then, even when we were walking, we were walking. We were yeah. walking with purpose still, yeah, as, right. as I always do, as I always like to do. And, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's just interesting that, mm. um, you know, a lot of people, and, and I hate to say it, mainly men, get pacing wrong. And go off too hard and um and burn their matches. Mm. So focus on your pacing. You know, it shouldn't feel you shouldn't be huffing and puffing and heart rate up high in at the beginning of the race, in the first 20 to 30 Ks. You should not be pushing the 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 red line then. Yeah. Not at all. And also you will find if you don't push it as hard at the start, you'll be able to digest foods better. Mm. right and um because the higher your heart rate is the harder it is to digest food obviously um so you know keeping it a little bit down means that you will go further without getting the nausea yeah and then speaking of food um for me i have lots and lots of issues um because i have so many food sensitivities um or intolerances basically i guess I'm very intolerant. Yes. <laughs> to sugar. Um, to anything sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, you know, I can't eat anything sweet basically, which makes all of the manufactured food, running food off the yeah, table. That's right. Okay. Because all that, you know, cliff bars, gels, um, chews, yeah. they're basically just Sugar. <laughs> and I'm also, I always have found highly processed foods all my life, very hard to, to digest. I mean, I've been seeing dietitians since I was little. So um, I have never been really able to eat processed foods and I was brought up on a very clean diet. So my body's not used to it anyway. So basically what we did was on, on the Thursday before the race, was it Thursday? Yeah. Yep. I went to Knox City and bought some sushi because I know I, I like sushi in running and brought some squishy white bread, which I know is processed, but still. And then, so then we made, I made for myself ham and ham sandwiches, plain home sandwiches and cut off the crust, cut them into, squish the bread down. So it was like a, like a wrap almost, but yeah, like a pancake and cut it into little bite-sized pieces, which is a trick taught to me by Pam Mustin and put it into a Ziploc bag. So then you can open a Ziploc bag and you just pick out little bits of sandwiches. Had a Vegemite one, ham one, just ham and butter, Vegemite and butter. And I am lactose intolerant, but a little bit of butter um, is, is fine. And then I cut up the sushi into little bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. um, the Avo one went a bit meh, so we won't <laughs> be getting that again. Um, and, um, you know, we had that in little bags. And um, I also had, what else did I have? Uh, well, we had the um, potato. Oh, that was so good. Thing at, um, yeah, so we actually stopped in Lillardale at a food truck and ordered food from it. Yeah. When do you do that in an alcohol? Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was um, well sorted that. It, yeah. It, you know, we could have pretty much got anything. They had baked potatoes as well. Yeah, there. to eat that on the run. That yeah, was, that's right. We weren't. 
we were just eating that in Lilydale and yeah. then sort of walking out. But it was easy. You sort of pull it apart, yeah. easy. Oh, and that chicken salt. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was so good. And remember how I just got in really good spirits after that. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. Not that I was dying. No. But it really, having some nice warm, something warm, not that it was cold or anything, but it just it just got me in good it spirits. Is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That that um that walk out, even you know, the, the flat walk out of Lilydale, and then even once we started climbing up into the Daniels again, mm. we were still moving mm. well and yeah, and know, I, we weren't, yeah, we was, weren't trudging along or anything, mm. it was still good. No, so it just it was just a honey. I just I've never had such a positive experience for the entire race mm. in a hundred K before. Yeah. You know, and I think that is testament to just pulling the pace back a bit. Um, I mean, obviously, like in Canberra, we did what thirteen hours or so. You yeah, said. thirteen and a half. I, I can't remember. Yeah, thirteen. Um, and I mean that race, I felt good for the whole race, but there were at some points like climbing up Black Black yeah. Black Mountain. Yeah, that that was you know that was a mental thing because you know we knew we had to climb to the top, but it seemed like every time we made a turn, we turned away yeah. from the top. And and so because we don't know that area, yeah. whereas the dandies we know, we we know it's. Uh, we knew where we were going and how yeah. we were going to get there. Basically. Yeah, kind of. Even yeah. though we didn't necessarily know the specific trails, yeah. we kind of were familiar with the territory. But yeah. the camera was like, oh, oh my god, oh. <laughs> why are we why are we going this way? We're yeah. supposed to be going. And I'm pretty way. sure before that race, we hadn't done lots of hills either. No, I think no, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, because we weren't we weren't even really sure what the Canberra race looked like. No, you know, no. See, so, we didn't do our due diligence. No, we there. Not on that one. No, no, we've been a bit. But, but that because once again, it's hard when you're doing a race because we were doing a race every month. Yeah. As well, we've just upped the ante to make it 100 k's every month. Yeah. Um, you kind of run out of time to double check everything and look at everything. Mm. So, that is one thing. Like today, um, before we did this, we because of course I'm doing Buffalo. 100k on saturday ron is not um he's not stupid no and um i'm doing that so we've been on we've looked at the elevation profile the map the where the aid stations are i've we've worked out where the pie shop is in bright and yeah. Um, yeah. those sorts of things all the important details because ron's going to get me a pie yes. and maybe some sort of nice chickeny wrap yeah. and um because what i'm finding is i crave protein not carbs. When I make them, I crave protein. So obviously, and I'm a big believer in when you crave something, that means that's what your body actually needs. Yeah. I don't believe that I have cravings just for, you know, yumminess. I crave things that my body needs. And when my body craves protein, I know it means I need protein. So I honor that. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's what we'll be focusing on. So I'll be buying more sushi, but this time I'll just get the one with chicken in it because that was the one that went down the best. Um, and... Um, and also I tried, let me get this, a new electrolyte because once again, I have I go through stages with electrolyte and um, they upset my stomach. So at the start line, they had pure um, on the start line. Um, so I, I tried that. I know I always say don't try things you've never tried before <laughs> on race day, yep. but I knew the one I had kind of upset my stomach. And this one, I'm not sponsored by the way, just saying, it's sucrose, um, glucose, and, and that sort of stuff. And it, there's nothing artificial in it. Like the other ones we were using, it doesn't have artificial sweetness per se, but it has xylitol, which um, can also lead to gastric distress. So, and um, or if you've got ones with sucralose in them, sucralose is big for causing gastric distress. So this one has got 
nothing like that. A bit of double check, but before I say this, but needless to say, we have a cupboard full of half-opened. Oh my god! There's about drinks. Five hundred dollars worth of electrolyte drinks that I can't drink. So, <laughs> if anyone wants anything, <laughs> so I've told Ron he has to drink it all, or if he's not going to, I've, I've got to give them to someone. Like, yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with them. They're all really good, good quality yeah. products. It's just me. Yeah, I can drink them. I, yeah. I have no problems with them. It's just I don't think you can drink them before they go out of. Like, yeah, that, that's just we've that's got so much of it. That's we've the problem. Yeah, so much. So, um, you know. And because they're, they've been started, I, I have to give them to just a yeah. friend as opposed to whatever. Like, otherwise, yeah. I'd just give them, I don't know, as a freebie or something. But, um, but yeah, no, they've been started. So, although some of them haven't, I don't think. You know, it, it's ridiculous. Anyway, we need the pantry space. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, you know, there was a lot of learnings in this that, you know, dropping the pace helps with digestion and it helps with feeling better. And especially when I have to, turn over and do another race so soon, dropping the pace is super important. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to think about what your goals are, but ultimately <clears throat> going out super hard at a race rarely works unless you're actually gunning for the win. If you're one of those people gunning for the win, then for sure go out hard at the start. But even then, like when I run one GSER, I was coming second last for quite a long time. Hmm. And in fact, we we're often taking turns last, second last, you know? So I was basically... DFL for quite a long time and then I just worked my way through through the the, the pack and yeah. and you know it's much nicer to be overtaking people than to be the one being overtaken yes you know mentally so much better and and everything so have a think about your pacing what are you doing are you smashing out your 5k pb at the start or your 10 or your half marathon pb you know, are you absolutely getting that heart rate up high and breathing? Look at, if you're wearing your garment, go back, look at your stats. Where was your heart rate the highest? If it was at the start, you're going out too hard. Yeah. So, you know, obviously your heart rate's going to go up and it generally jumps up a little bit higher at the start as it goes, what the crap's going on, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. But have a look if you've really got really high heart rate and then it just, you know, you're going out too hard. And, and just, you don't even need to look at the stats. You should be able to listen to your body. I have the watch there so I can see distance and all that. I don't think about my pace on the watch or I don't look at my heart rate on the watch. I know my own body. I know when I'm working hard and when I'm not working hard. And, um, you know, when I saw my heart rate for um, for the run and it was 124, I said to him, oh, what was your heart rate? And I said, with me at 124, I said, I bet you you were about 110. He opened up his thing and what did it say? 110. Exactly. Because I could, I know what he works at when he's working at my pace. Yeah. Right. So it, sh it shouldn't be a guessing game. You should know your body well enough to know what feels like too hard, what feels like hard, what feels like just right. Hmm. And um, so make sure that you, because it's so important, you don't want to be groveling and death marching in the last half. Yeah. You know, like we do this for fun. Make sure it's an enjoyable experience. Unless, like I said, you're Killian going for the win and he can actually maintain that and he probably feels okay. Yeah, that's right. From the look on his face, he's not absolutely killing himself at the start. Killian is not killing himself. No, he's not. Right? He's actually, he knows his body well enough to know what he can push and still feel relatively good. Of course, yeah. it's always hard work. And no matter where you are in the field, it's hard work and it's going to feel tough towards the end. But it shouldn't be where you've, you're at the point where you're groveling and walking super slow. 
That's right. And, and you know, really, the, the people that we passed, you know, towards the end of the race, they were we, we flew past them, yeah. not, not because we were trying to run past them fast, just because we still had lots of energy. Yeah, and our legs still felt good. Yeah. And, and they trained specifically for this event, and we yeah. did not, mm. right? So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's something super important. Like I said, it helps with digestion. And the other thing with the food is we were nibbling quite Often. often yeah right from the start like yeah you know uh, maybe three or four k's in I, I had my first bite and yeah. i had i had a cliff bar to start with yeah. um just because i knew that um i just needed something you know just to be in my stomach you know yeah. not not i wasn't looking for nourishment i wasn't looking to for deliciousness for, yeah or, or for <laughs> to fill me up yeah I literally and and all it was i it think it means to an end yeah i think i only ate like three quarters of it um yeah. and that was enough that was ju just to keep you know, keep it at base rather than get hungry. Yeah. And that's the thing. You don't want to feel hungry. And certainly after like um, uh, we got to the bottom of Lyabert, you know, I didn't feel like eating anymore just because yeah. you, it's late. It's, it's you know, night, a night. You don't normally eat then. Your body's like, oh, I've had yeah. enough. But every time I sort of got a, a slight hunger pang, I would just shove another bit of um sushi, sushi in, you mm. know, because it's not about whether I want to eat. It's because I need to. And and although I was feeling a bit blur in the stomach, it wasn't at the point where I couldn't eat. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I absolutely could. I just didn't particularly want to because it was, yeah. it was like who, who wants to eat? 10, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm like, the normally I'm going to bed then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my bedtime reminder had gone off. Yeah. I should have been in bed. Yeah. Um, So it was more just, you know, oh, I don't want to eat. And I was getting a little bit sick and tired of sushi, you know, yeah. only because I don't want to eat the whole same thing all day, but, you know, mm. whatever. You know, so I mean, I was still capable of eating, and I still did eat, and um, and that was fine. And mm. you know, so then then we get on to recovery. So what yes. we did, we made a rookie mistake. We did. <laughs> we did. Oh my, it, it seemed like a good idea. This is my really good idea. Yeah, it this seemed was, like a good idea at the time, but we we you know you, you change your sheets when you change your sheets and at home in bed and and i'd gone i'm not changing the sheets when we get home we're just getting straight to bed that way you know we don't have to worry about having a shower because the sheet we know we'll change the sheets the next day oh that'll be so good it means we'll yeah. get maximum sleep because my goal was maximum sleep yeah yeah good idea right yeah no bad bad horrible gross yeah that was, it was just i could not sleep it's so hard sleep. to get comfortable when you're you know, sweaty and disgusting. Or, or not, we weren't sweaty. We, it was the residual, like the stickiness, and yeah. Ugh. So it was if, horrible. If, if you want a good night's sleep after a race, you've got to have a shower. Yeah, I mean, like if we'd invested ten minutes in the shower, we'd have got way more sleep. Oh. I couldn't sleep because every time I rolled, I'm like, oh, it's just horrible. Yeah. So don't, yes, don't do that. Don't do that. Lesson learned. Yeah. Um. So then we um got up in the morning, we had something to eat, and then we had a shower, and then we went back to bed. <laughs> yes, for a, for a short nap, we thought. <laughs> three We're hours. We're tired, we'll have a quick nap. <laughs> yeah, three hours later, we woke up going, oh, wow. So <laughs> <laughs> daisy. Um, but that was okay because we still slept super well. Yeah. Oh, but that was so good, getting back into bed with yeah. clean bodies. By then, and brand by, yeah, by then we changed the sheets. Oh, God, we couldn't, I could not hop back into that bed. <laughs> that was foul. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> no way, um, you know. So oh, it was so nice and slept so well. And then last night, of course, and then and then we went we went for a about a three k walk, three kilometer walk last uh, yesterday just afternoon. Super easy, yeah, just a stroll, you know, yeah. just to loosen things up and 
Yep. And we oh. went out for breakfast in the morning, like mm. you said, to Bronto's. And we yeah. had an omelette, so oh. heaps of protein and toast, and it was so good. Yeah. Got everything in. That was good. Yep. You know, so we've really been focusing on good nutrition, easy, easy walk just to loosen up the legs. Then this morning we went for a two-hour mountain bike ride, but not in the mountain, not in the mountains. No. Just only because we only have mountain bikes. Um, yeah. just on the bike paths and just cruisy, cruisy. Yeah. Um, easy peasy ride, just ticking the legs over. And then tomorrow we'll do a run, a 10K yeah. run each. And and I'm not, you know, neither of us will be going for any breaking any land no. speed records, that's for sure. Um, and um, yeah, so Just and I'm nice getting a massage this afternoon, which is Sunday, and Steve's kindly said that he will give me a massage today, and then I'll get another one from him Friday morning. Um, yeah, because you've got to focus on recovery and protein is a big part of it. Like I said, we had eggs the next day, and last night we had Homemade pulled pork. Well, when I say homemade, like we, we bought the pulled pork. We cooked it at home. Yeah, we microwaved it at home. Don't cook. Microwaving home. is not cooking. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to justify the whole homemade comment. Yeah, all. well, yeah, we warmed we, it up at home. And we, and we cut we the rolls. We put the dressing on the salad at home. We cut the rolls. <laughs> the, the pre-made bread. The, yeah, Jesus. What's home cooking anymore? Yeah, that's it. I oh, know. And that some people might even consider that home yeah. cooking. I don't yeah. know. Um, anyway, so and so that was heaps of meat because I think that was enough meat for yeah. a family four, yeah. and we ate nearly all of it. Um, so, you know, I just I am a big believer in protein. Like protein really aids with muscle repair, and you know, and you have your calves with that, and some good fats and hmm. veggies and whatnot. Um, and we'll continue that theme throughout the week. Yeah, um, like we're going to eat really well yeah, with family really well. for the week. Um, bit of. Um, carbs again by the end of the week just to build Bit up more carbs yep yep i'm not overdoing it not not going over the top we're not yeah gonna, i'm not, not gonna eat pasta every night no and and you know even when you do carbo load and i wrote car i write carbo loading programs for athletes so message me if you want that but um it's not when when i say carbo load it doesn't mean only have carbs mm. you know it's still a balanced diet but i'm feeling like I don't want to do big carbo loads for each one of these races because they're so close together. I just, I can't, mm. I can't do that. Um, but, um, you know, the percentage of carbs will still increase, but it won't be a huge carbo yeah. load. Um, but the percentage will still increase. So, you know, and it is super important. Um, I'm a big believer in that. I know a lot of people are, oh, no carbs, blah, blah, blah. But I disagree with that. Carbs are good. Carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are your friend, especially, um, as women, we need to make sure we eat carbs. Hmm. Um, so that's basically, you know, and of course, in regards to recovery, we had um, the pneumatic things on our calves yeah. and on our thighs. I had the flex beam on my lower back and, and on my calves as well, um, <clears throat> just ensuring that the recovery is nailed. And um, yeah, and is there anything we've, we've I've missed? Like what so. else should we talk about? You know, so, um, but basically, I don't necessarily recommend, I certainly don't recommend to my clients to do 100K races this close together if they want to have, you know, stellar performances at each. You can't. And I'm not doing this to have, you know, absolute stellar performances at each. Uh, the second place was just an absolute fluke. Yeah. Um, certainly not what we're expecting. No. And, um you know, so, um, and, and of course, you know, you can only, you know, placings, you shouldn't be yeah. basing and placing because it all just depends on what everyone else has been yeah, doing. Sure. Um, you know, so um, 
with Buffalo, who knows? I'm just wanting to complete it once again because the goal is to complete these 100K races. If I don't complete them, then what am I going to do? Start again? Like, who knows? We haven't really thought about that because I don't want to register it in my right. consciousness. That, it's, that not, it, it's not an option. It's not an option. I'm just going to do them, like, by hook or by crook. Um, so that is that is that plan. Yeah. Um, and if that means at some of them, I might have to push a bit. I certainly will have to push a bit harder at most of them than at Trailwalker because Trailwalker has, you know, a 48 hour cutoff. Like yeah. there was no way we were not making no. this. So, um, you know, other ones have shorter cutoffs before, you know, so you've yeah. got to kind of push it a bit. So, I mean, we were running, what were we about, um, 75, 80 Ks in and we, the course kind of, um, turns back on itself for you know a kilometer or so and we passed people who were at the 30, they were coming towards us yeah they were at the 35k mark and oh, we, were, we were at like the 80k mark and we we're like i just felt so <laughs> sorry for them <laughs> oh, just could you imagine oh you know but kudos to them for being out there yeah. and giving it a bloody red hot crack yeah and they they were still going and they were pushing and it was dark and they had so far to go yeah you know, but you see, and that's who trail walker is more geared towards yeah. is people who just, you know, want to try 100K for the first time. And and, mm. and that's why we're saying that it was quite a, what we thought was quite a difficult course for entry level, but I love yeah. the course. I really, really loved it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, still not a not a, an easy course for that demographic. No, no. Um, but you know they were still out there giving it a go and yeah. and, and yeah. keeping one foot in front of the other, and that's what it's all about. So good on them. They obviously also started later, probably at eight a.m. We started at seven, so you know we had an hour head start. But what yeah. else? Anyway, so um, you know if you've got any questions for us about about the twelve and twelve or about specific races, please do ask um, because we will be happy to share what we're learning, yeah. um, and that's what these podcasts are about: is sharing what we're learning yeah. as as we go. Yeah, and it's it's going to be the the next twelve months are going to be a huge learning curve um, as to you know how to get your body, you know, up and down and up and down and rest it rest it efficiently, but still maintaining um the capacity to, capacity run to keep to keep going you know in an, in a week or in three weeks and that's um, the thing like after this one i've got a f probably four to five weeks because this is the first of april the next one is the sixth of may yeah right and then the one after that is like the 24th of june but yeah. then after the 24th of June, two weeks later, there's another one. Yeah. So, you know, it's really up and down on when the timing is. And and that's that's why I find this challenge so interesting because it is, it's all about nailing the recovery aspect. Yeah. So um and and maintaining training whilst recovering is really tricky, but it's doable because I yeah. know I've I've done something similar before, not as many, but um I've done similar sort of things before and certainly for me i find i tend to thrive on having races close together but 12 of them who knows yeah that's right i'm talking two or three normally so mm. we'll see but you know it's a bit of fun so follow along um and um yeah it's all it's all part of the fun yeah you know it wouldn't be a challenge if it wasn't meant to, if it wasn't hard so yeah, that's it. 
Yep. You know, now, and if you are at Buffalo at Bright on the weekend, please do say hi yep. to either of us. Yeah, Isabel will be out running, but I'll be driving around and, <laughs> you know, chilling out and having some fun while Isabel's doing all the hard work. See, I reckon I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I'll, I'll be eating three pies. Isabel will only be eating one on the yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I've told him to make sure they're in Ziploc bags, not paper bags, because they sit in my pocket much better in the <laughs> in Ziploc than they don't. Not that I would know. I've only ever tried paper. But, um, yeah. yes. So, um. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, you know, if you want to get one of those flex beams and they are, like I say, awesome, um, and they have helped with your hamstring a lot. Yes, yeah, I've been using them on my hamstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah when you remember. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've helped so much with my calf that um, I highly recommend them. There is a link that in in my, oh, in the show notes, I guess, um, and Get where you can get 10% off, Isabel Ross 10. So use that and you can get 10% off. And I, I highly recommend them and they are really good. Um, and of course, peakchocolate.com.au for 15% off with the code Isabel Ross and um, health and high performance. You know, go and see Luke if you've got any niggles that need treatment because he will keep you running. Absolutely. And that's what we want to do is keep on running. We do. Yeah. That's, yep. what, that's what we like. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you are running, enjoy the rest of your run. If you're not, um, have fun on your next run. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.